Welcome to another episode on the Duan Marrero podcast. This is your host, Duan Marrero, episode 171. I have here Michigan State commit Jeremy Fierce Jr. He had, I believe, 28 points last night, and the sides will uh, collide at Bennett's showcase last night. Last five minutes, Jeremy, you took over. What was going through your mind, man, after you uh, missed those two free throws as well? Let's talk about last night. Um. You know, we had a, a 10, 11-point lead going into halftime, and they came out in the third quarter and made a run. We were able to just keep it to three, going into the fourth, and eventually tied it up, and it was a back-and-forth game. But the last four or five minutes, I just know um, every possession mattered, and depending on how this possession goes, it could win or lose the game. So I just try to – make the right play and make the right read and read the mismatches and take advantage of them. Definitely. So the whole game. How important was it for you to get your big guy involved when you guys did basically a pick? He's, he picked, did a pick for you and then you lobbed it up to him. How much was that a game changer for his confidence moving forward? Uh, it's definitely a game changer. Anytime we're able to get him, you know, an easy dunk or easy lob, it definitely boosts his energy and his activityness on the ball and talking. So just always, you know, trying to get all the players involved and making sure everybody touches it and be able to, you know, get a good look because it's also boosts their confidence once they see the ball go in too. Justice, Justice McNair, hopefully I'm saying his first name yep. correct. He had a great game last night, scored double fig figures, made some big shots. Talk about his game and how much of that was an impact for you guys to win. Uh, definitely, you know, last few games, he's yeah. kind of been off, but he's really getting back to himself, defending, rebounding, making open shots, being aggressive, and that's really what we needed. Uh, we took a tough loss to Oswego. Nobody really was on. Uh, uh, none of our shots really failed. Oswego East, none of our shots really failed. But the last few games, we've been playing our, like ourselves, getting back to what we do, uh, fundamentals, basic and Justin's really big. He made some big-time shots for us, defended, uh, had a, a crazy tip dunk early in the game. Yeah, that was nasty. Oh. Yeah. I got, I'm got. i going to do his highlights for him too, man. I think he deserved it, right? Like, um, obviously, outside of filming you and, and, and Jeremiah, um, Justin's game really stood out to me. I mean, he made some critical threes in the stretch. But towards the end, man, you, you say basically this is your court. Um, the guy that was checking you couldn't guard you. How important was it for you to read the defense kind of opened up for you to where you could take them isolation? Oh, I know once we got uh, in bonus seven fouls that uh, they can no longer foul. So right. if they foul, it's automatically one shot. And then if you make that, you get the second. But once we got the double bonus, the goal is to get the double bonus to be ultra aggressive. And I kept stressing to my team, you know, don't don't settle for jumpers right now. We got them where we want us. They're in a bonus. And anytime we go to the basket and they touch us, we get free points. You right. Get to take your time. You get to the free throw line. So that's really what the main goal was. And I know I had shooters on the wings and players ready to make shots. So just keep attacking the glass. And I had Matt or Drew ready to rebound if I missed and clean it up. How important was it for you guys to get the win? over a talented Whitney Young team? Because that's a well-oiled machine. Everyone knows them. Um, what was the game plan going in? 
Um, game plan was really to, you know, stop their their main two players, uh, Dalen and DJ, just try to contain them and, you know, be us, guard as five, rebound as five, run the floor, uh, be aggressive, you know, foul trouble changes the game, and, you know, just play hard. Right. You um play with so much energy especially on the defensive end. I was a defensive guy, man. I love defense, and and you you have passion for the defensive end. You know, where did you get that from? You know, where did you get that energy from where it's like no one's going to go around me, and then when I'm on the offensive end, no no one could check me? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just watching a lot of basketball and seeing how certain players play. It's just, you know, fear me. Like, I see one dude is a defensive stopper, and he just – stopping everybody or his main goal is to just play defense. And I try to bring it 100% offense and defense no matter what. So just taking pride in not letting my man score me or trying not to let my man score me because I know if I can do my job, my team, I can trust my teammates to do their job. When people attack the rim and they think you don't go get it above the glass, what be going through your mind? Because you timed the beginning of the play, you timed it perfect with the block and then that last foul – well, I don't think it was a foul, but you went up and uh, contested the dunk. Um, That is – I just think I'm a really good shot-blocking guard. I like blocking shots, and I think I have great timing on blocking shots. So it's all about reading and understanding when they're going up. And, like, me blocking shots, is, it's just fun to me. Right. Like, yeah, it gives me juice. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was tough, man. I, I've been seeing it all over the internet, of course, and – um, I was like, I was like, damn, Fierce just really got up and uh, got that off the glass. I mean, hey, you going to the Big Ten, you know, next year, being coached by Izzo, one of the best coaches in the country. What's that like? You know, how does that feel being a Michigan State commit, knowing that you're on people's radar and people are going to try to give them give you their all on a day to day basis? Oh, that's definitely that's big, you know, because he's Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches ever. And I know that he's expecting a lot out of me coming in next year, being a point guard, being able to hopefully run the team, be a leader, and win games. So that's big. And I know that I need to come in ready, need to do what I need to do. And uh program is a great program, family, great team, and the other recruits coming in with me, I think we're ready to go. You've been working on a three lately. The pull-up's been nice. I mean, it fell last night. How much? How many hours have you been putting in to make sure, like, hey, when a defender goes under the screen, I got to make them pay? Uh, constantly. You know, I shoot every day before practice and after practice. So just making sure that, and even on my off times, I shoot. Just making sure that if I get an open shot, I'm knocking it down. So that's the main goal because I know, I know that's what I needed to be able to see it at the next level, and I've been putting in a lot of hours. And it's finally starting to show and work still. I know that's a good feeling, though, when a defender tries to back up. And, you know, it's kind of disrespectful because you think you read the scouting report, but I've really been in the lab. I know that's a good feeling when you when you nail down a three in a clutch situation. It definitely is, you know, a confidence booster now because now they really don't know how to guard you. Should they step up? Should they scroll back? So now you got all the confidence in the world, so it really don't matter what they do now. Yeah, I mean, dude, you're playing. You're playing with uh, your brother Jeremiah. There was a lot of times where you penetrated, you kicked it out. He knocked down the shot. 
how much confidence do you instill in Jeremiah, you know, when he sees himself get down on himself if he's not hitting shots right then and there? I'll try to tell him, you know, it's a lot of basketball left. And, you know, you can never really get down on yourself too early because no matter what, if you miss this shot, you can come down and get the same shot and make it the next time. So just always have a next shot mentality. And also I've been trying to, you know, preach to him, like, be more poised and stay more calm down when you're running the offense or whatever you're doing. Right. And I yesterday he showed a lot of poise and calmness. You know, I think it was one of his most poised game. You know, he took his mid-ranges, took his floaters. He slowed down and the game became easy for him. So I seen a lot of progress from him yesterday. You had a big time um, EYBL circuit, right? You came over from Brad, Brad Bill, came over to Indy Heat. Um, put in work on all EYBL stops as I'm pretty sure you reflected by now, like, like, damn, AAU is over, right? I'm getting ready to be a, a college freshman. What did you take away most from, from AAU? Um, definitely that, you know, it's a lot of talented other high school players around the world and everybody's working and everybody's just as good as you. So what are you going to do to separate yourself? So just trying to find more things that I can do to separate myself and help myself get better. Although seeing all the other great players and, you know, good EYBL, big man's wing, guards, you know, still learning from them too also. Well, what was your uh, most memorable game? What was your most most memorable game um, that you was like, damn, that, that game was lit? Um, I definitely probably have to say – you know, the first half of the, that Mokan game and my in the Elite Eight, and then the Drive Nation game in Kentucky. Uh, I, I missed that one at the Elite Eight. I had to uh, go to another stop, but I but I heard that uh, that game was real intense, man. And uh, not, the atmosphere was was crazy. It was a lot of people there. No cameras. It was a, like the Peace Jam has started. So everybody they were competing. We were competing. It was a great game going back and forth. You uh you just saw the rankings. You cracked top 20. Obviously, um, stock rose up. What does that do to you in regards to your confidence and knowing that, hey, like, you know, I made top 20. Like, all your hard work is being paying off and people have been taking notice. What do you say to yourself, like, now is like, okay, I got to take it up another notch? Um, Just – you know, I keep stressing myself and never try to get satisfied or relaxed. That is still more, there's still more work to be done. Like I'm not where I want to be yet. And I know there's no point in relaxing or stopping now because I still got a lot more ahead of me. So just constantly working and keep working. That's a good and, thing to have too, man. Like you should oh, yeah. be really proud of yourself. Like when that new rankings come out, because obviously you're going to see a lot of people who, think they should have been number one or top 25 in, in general. But, like, as a player for you, I, I know the work you put in and cracking that top 20, man, is like a sigh of relief because this may be the last time Rankins would be out for the, your class of 23. Yeah, so it was definitely, you know, motivational. And I was happy and grateful for the opportunity and that I was top 20. But, you know, still more work and still a lot of more things that I can improve on and get better at. What's uh, who's 
what player do you model your game after or do you? Um, I don't know, but I take a lot of my game from different parts of players. You know, Drew Holiday does a defense, Marcus Smart defense, you know, a little Dennis Smith Jr. athleticism, uh, CB3, IQ. Just a lot of players that have intangible things that I can, you know, watch and take a little bit of. But definitely I watch a lot of NBA, college, a lot of basketball. So just always basketball. Favorite kicks to wear in the game? Favorite kicks. I'll probably say the Kobe nines I had on yesterday were them, them was fire. Favorite retros? Jordans? Yep. Jordan 11s. Minus, minus the threes. Okay. What's uh? What would you say your go-to move would be in an ISO situation? Do you prefer to pull up combo or you prefer to back in Orlando when you came off that flat screen, I believe, and uh, you went basically body to body and you slammed it on my guy in Orlando? What gets you uh -oh. more? I would definitely say probably like a, a ball screen slip or a ball screen refuse. And when a lane opens wide up, I just know it's showtime. And I know I'm going to try to dunk the ball as hard as I can and get the crowd, the bench, everybody hyped. So probably, you know, some type of misdirection or refusal to where the lane opens up and everybody's gone. Definitely. Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, I'm a pit, uh, PlayStation type of guy. We got a PS5. What uh, go to favorite go to uh, fast food restaurant? Favorite go to fast food restaurant? Uh, I'll Chick -fil -A. say Chick -fil -A. Chick -fil -A. No, 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 I say Kane's. Kane's? Yeah. Kane's. Every time I uh, go to the city, I got to go to Kane's near Loyola. It's the only one. Uh -huh. They put more uh, in the city, but yeah, man, for the most part, I enjoy watching you play, man. It was, it was big time watching you go to work that last five minutes and you told dude, he couldn't guard you. Um, Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty insane. And you, I think you made him fail. I don't know if he tripped over your shoe, but uh, you made him fail. And I'm like, man, why? I didn't know why he was guarding you anyway, because it was a mismatch. So I'm glad you recognized that. Yeah. I just know like the last, Last four or five minutes, every possession mattered, and I just felt like I was able to get to the basket, and they weren't really helping. Right. So it was kind of a one-on-one -on -one situation, and I just capitalized on my opportunities. How how has Coach been coaching you guys up until this point? Because Coach, uh, I've observed him. I, I haven't met him personally, but he seems like a really good coach, man, and um, you, he works his ass off. Uh, just, uh, you know, Coach Creek is a real positive person. You know, when things get rough, he always tell you, keep your mental, because that's really the, the most important part, and that's really what matters, because it's not really going to be the physical aspect of the game that's going to lose you it. It's going to be the mental part. So if you're able to stay locked in for the whole 32 minutes and from possession one to possession end, if you do the things you're supposed to do, there's no real reason why you shouldn't come out on top. You know, sometimes when things happen and you lose, but you don't lose, you learn. So really just learning after every loss we didn't took 
and why it happened or what we could have did to avoid it. But definitely, you know, we're making progress as a team. And by playoff time, I think we should be really ready to go. When's the next game? Next game is Tuesday at Plainfield North. How far is that? Um, It's like 25, 30 minutes from Joliet. My man. Also, I, I want to give his flowers too, man. Mike Hicks Jr., man. He's been putting in relentless work for you. That that documentary is coming coming along really nice, man. What you think about the doc? Uh, I love the doc. I, I pre- really appreciate Mike for you know get being uh, giving me the opportunity to share my story and you know everything that went in and happened. Just coming back home and being able to you know, enjoy and let the world see what's going on. Right. So I appreciate Mike for, you know, coming out to the practices, the games. He's always there helping, recording, watching. So I really appreciate it. That's the last question I'm going to have for you, and I'm going to wrap this up, was what's it like being back home, obviously playing with your brother, um, obviously a bigger student body because anybody who's, who's played and went to a prep school would know that, it's not as much of a student body, right? Than going right. to like the Joliet West. I once I left DePaul, I went to Chipola College, which, which is in Mariana, Florida, with like only eight hundred people in the town, and you just stare to hoop. So now you at Joliet West, and uh, looks like you guys have a great fan base. So what it's like to to be back home playing? Uh, being back home is great. You know, I've been able to more confident uh, team, being able to help others. Help my teammates, you know, we finally getting some recognition. We get to play in, you know, the big-time tournaments, big-time shootouts. Being able to travel, we get to play, you know, some of the top teams in other states like Cathedral, Xavier Booker and his team. Uh, we played a team from Georgia that was really good. So just being able to play some top teams around the country that, you know, <clears throat> maybe I got a, a chance to do at the prep school and at the other level. But now my team and friends get to experience it also. So that's just really great for us to be. And also, you know, still helping Jeremiah and teaching him the game and trying to help him grow also as a player. There you guys have it. Jeremy Fierce, Michigan State commit. Um, Man, my boy, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man, and and showing love. Like I said, it's been a long journey and uh, high school's winding down. Right. Then you'll be on campus uh, at Michigan State putting in work. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, slowly, but surely I'll be off to college pretty soon and getting ready for Big Ten play.